Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We have a topic, actually. This is a topic that Julie and I have been working on for the book that we have that's coming out next year. Julie, are you on? Nope. All right, Julie, you're going to have to call back in. All right, so the topic is something that I think will be, and for many of you, is going to really have amazing, uh, really a, an instantly positive effect on your lives. I think for so many of us, we struggle needlessly for the simplest of uh, the simplest reason. And we're going to really deep dive into that one reason today. This is not a mindset call, by the way. You guys will notice that, uh, uh, Julie, are you on? I think so. Julie? Yes, you are. So Julie and I don't okay. spend a lot of time talking. Julie and I don't spend a lot of time talking about mindset on this podcast or any of our books or really any of our coaching programs. And the reason we don't is because a lot of times the mindset stuff falls into the realm of sort of the spiritual, mystical guru, Mickey Mouse, where there's no real actionable information. So what we focus on, we focus on stuff that's real science. We focus on stuff that you guys will find practical and tactical that you can make immediate use of, will have an immediate positive impact on your business and uh, professional and personal life. So how about that for a tall fence to cross? But that is what the, today's show is. And this, again, is a topic that we've been spending a lot of time researching for our new book. When Julie and I were working this on this um, over the weekend, we just decided this has to be something that we share with all of our listeners. It's too important to sit on. Um, the new book comes out next year, and I frankly didn't want to wait till next year to share this information with you guys. So it, here's the topic of today's show, um, and then I've got two quick announcements. So struggling with lack of motivation, low energy, maybe despair, this may be your answer. And I'm quite certain that for many of you, you don't maybe consistently uh, struggle with lack of motivation, low energy, and despair, but it's something that probably ebbs and flows throughout your week. And uh, I think when you listen to what we have to share with you today, you're going to find this one relatively simple and easy to do solution. It's going to make all the difference. So before we get to our first point, and Julie, I noticed in the notes you have an absolute gob of information. Obviously, we don't have time to read all that. Uh, yeah, so maybe just I, right. So maybe just maybe just pull out the most relevant. So, yeah. Okay. So announcement number one: um, Harris Certified uh, Coach Program is almost full. I just checked with Tom prior to today's call. We have, or today's show, we have four spots remaining. Um, class one is going to start in two weeks and maybe two and a half weeks. And class one is going to be limited to only 25 agents. So if you want to become a real estate coach and you want to learn how to build a coaching business and you want to essentially be a Harris real estate coach affiliate, a certified coach affiliate of ours, you need to go to harriscertifiedcoach.com or frankly, you can just email me directly, tim at timandjulieharris.com. You are going to be required to fill out the form um, on the Harris Certified Coach Affiliate uh, page. We are not accepting everybody, and I don't mean this in a jerkish way, but we're certainly not accepting everybody that wants to be a certified coach. We're hand-selecting those of you who are going to be in the first class, and then we're putting the rest of the folks on a wait list. The next class will probably open up in three or four months. Our objective with the first group, class one is what we're calling it, is going to be to have all of you guys get your certifications as quickly as possible so you can start taking real estate coaching clients 
um, we're hoping within uh, really next 60 days. So if you're interested in becoming real estate coaches, I know many of you are, HarrisCertifiedCoach.com. And I have to, uh, you know, just for those of you who are thinking, well, why would I want to become a real estate coach? It really is the perfect stepping off point for many of you who are looking for a way to transition out of real estate. It's not a large percentage of the 150 some thousand that are listing, but it's more than none. And it's also a nice way to build another income spoke, which if you've been listening to, to us for a long period of time, you know that's something we always are advocates of, having multiple uh, sources of income. Those of you who sold real estate through the recession, actually being a real estate coach is a no-brainer because what happens is when the economy starts to adjust, as there always does, interest rates are headed back up, agents who have only basically come up in a really good market, like the market for the last 10 years, aren't going to know what to do. And so they all flock to real estate coaches and they learn trying to learn how to be competitive in the new market. So we anticipate that the coaching opportunity for those of you who become real estate coaches with us are, is going to be phenomenal, regardless of what direction the economy goes, regardless of what direction housing goes. But you know, cyclical as it is, real estate's probably going to experience a noticeable slowdown over the next, you know, foreseeable future. And you should consider what you're going to do to hedge your own personal fortunes against being, you know, adversely affected. So if you're thinking that you might be a good fit for the program, you don't have to be somebody that's been in the business forever. Julie and I took on our first clients when we were in our late 20s. It's, but you have to have the right attitude and the mindset. And that's the reason that we're being selective on who we have in as a certified coach with us. So you're going to have to fill out the form. Then you're going to talk with Tom. Tom's interviewing you. And um, then you're going to move forward. And then you still have to talk with me. And then I do a, a second interview. And then after you get through all that, then you're welcomed in as a certified coach. So there you go. So go to HarrisCertifiedCoach.com or you can just email me directly, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Okay, that's announcement numero uno. Announcement number two is that um, we do have, I looked this morning, 16 spots for free coaching calls available still this week. So if you're interested as an agent, if you're looking for a free coaching call, need some direction in your business, need to learn how to do some fast lead generation. Hey guys, it's almost the summer. Do you have enough business basically to make this your best year ever? If not, you need to seriously consider requesting a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com. And when you do, just for requesting a free coaching call, we're actually going to give you, we're going to give you a, a six digital books but the two I want you to grab hold of right away is the Real Estate Treasure Map and Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate. Real Estate Treasure Map is essentially your fill-in-the-blank business and life plan. And the Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate is basically Napoleon Hill's uh, original version of Think and Grow Rich with lots of real estate information added in. We did that book a long time ago, but still it's a fantastic book. We always get great feedback on that one when we do live events. Okay, so... Julie, anything you'd like to say? I know we had a lot of really fun comments from Facebook, but we need to cover a lot of ground. Anybody else you'd yeah, like to acknowledge? Yeah, no, we, we can just jump in. We have, I do want to acknowledge all of our brand new Premier Coaching members who have introduced themselves on the Facebook page. So there's a lot of you guys. I'm not going to go through everyone, but I have noticed that. And thank you for introducing yourselves. There are lots of referrals that change hands on that Facebook page, so you're smart to do that. Some of you are posting pictures, which is great, and getting to know each other. So keep up the good work. And let's just jump into our topic, Tim. I'm ready when you are. Yeah, great. So remember, guys, this is content that we are creating for our new book. So it's going to seem kind of bookish when Julie's presenting it to you, not in our typical bullet pointed format. Um, but this is sort of long form. But again, the point of it is, is you get this concept. And then we're going to give you hopefully today, we're going to give you specific, I scrolled to the bottom of your notes, Julie, we give them specific, how many I'm looking at here, 12 specific action items, things you guys we'll can there. do right away. I, I won't okay, we'll get there. Worry. Okay, go okay, for it. Perfect. <laughs> All right, so we're talking about, let, let me just sort of ramp this up a little bit. What if you knew for sure that something we all pretty much ignore all the time that we take for granted could make all the difference in your productivity, 
your profitability, Tim, you said the motivation, the speed in which you meet and exceed your goals. I wanted to find out just how important sleep is, not just from a, yeah, duh, of course we all need more sleep aspect, but with some real research behind it so we could help all of our clients with this and our podcast listeners. And so we came across this great piece of research, and we actually have uh, listened to this doctor interviewed. Very interesting. This is a real doctor. I actually even made sure, okay, before I wanted to present this. So Dr. Matthew Walker is a professor of neuroscience and psychology at the University of California, Berkeley, and is actually the director of the Center for Human Sleep Science. He's been interviewed by 60 Minutes and a lot of other places. So he is not one of these kind of made-up doctor types that just, you know, have something that they want to talk about. He's done real research. So there you go. Now, I love how he explains uh, why sleep is so important. And again, I don't want to take it from a, well, of course, everybody needs more sleep. This is serious stuff, so pay attention. He wrote, quote, scientists have discovered a revolutionary new treatment that makes you live longer. It enhances your memory, makes you more creative. It makes you look more attractive. It keeps you slim and lowers food cravings. It even protects you from cancer and dementia. It wards off colds and the flu. It lowers your risk of heart attacks and stroke, not to mention diabetes. You'll feel happier, less depressed, and less anxious. Are you interested? And then he says, yes, it's sleep. It's not some pill that, you know, you have to order on Amazon, the revolutionary new treatment. And I wrote, this is part of, you know, my book enhancement here, how many agents, brokers, and salespeople do you know, and it might be you, who go around saying things like, I'll sleep when I'm dead. I don't need more than five or six hours a night. It's a badge of honor amongst the most successful of us. I actually had a coaching call this morning, Tim, where the agent's partner, she was kind of quasi-complaining, trying to understand and see how she might help her partner, who was, talk was saying things like, I've been showing properties for the past 16 hours, and I'm living in my car, and I haven't eaten a regular meal in weeks, you know? And we talked about on some level that's an expression of ego, because it's become that way in society, you know? I mean, people say, well, I'll sleep when I'm dead and things like this. So this is an issue. I think you'll agree with that, Tim, amongst the real estate crowd. And I think it's actually worse amongst the top producer types. What's your opinion on that? Well, of course, Julie, read your chat. So listen, here's the bottom line, guys, is a lot of us were raised in the uh, the era of machismo, and it be sleep became something that was only needed by weak people. And what this new research was, just underline Julie's point, because I listened to a couple of podcasts this doctor was on. He basically said there's spe specific things that our bodies make to ward off some of the worst diseases that we can get that are only created when we're sleeping. And that, so, you know, again, this is a summary of what we're describing in the book. And you guys could go and research his, research yourself. Julie gave, him, gave you his name. But I want you to seriously consider the, the ramifications of it's not just feeling more refreshed and sharp. It's literally that your body is producing things that's going to keep you healthy while you sleep. And if you're not uh, getting enough sleep, your body does not actually produce these specific things that ward off some of the nastiest diseases that you can get. And, and it, you have to be asleep for a certain amount of time. And this has been scientifically proven for your body to actually produce these um, beneficial chemicals, let's just say, because we're not just going to, we're not even going to try to be scientific and brainiacs on this podcast. So we're going to keep it super simple, but just conceptually, I, I, hopefully that's conveying the importance of this topic. Julie? Yes. So I'm going to skip my story there and they can read that in the book. We're going to skip down to where studies have shown, for example, to bring out some of his research, uh, mortality from heart disease 
increases up to 60% when just napping is eliminated, okay? Sleep before learning refreshes our ability to initially make memories and sleep after learning clicks the save button on newly acquired information. So those of you who are doing things like polishing your scripts, trying to do that with no sleep, you're working against yourself. And practice doesn't make perfect, it's practice followed by a night of sleep that leads to perfection. So I wrote that I can personally attest to that particular item on two levels. Once uh, practicing as a classical musician, I can remember tons of times where a tough piece of music was worked out overnight after getting significant sleep. And secondly, when learning real estate scripts for presentations, pre-listing package stuff, the same thing happens. It seems to gel after a few nights of allowing your subconscious to noodle it out. If you're not doing that, you're not learning things as quickly as you could be, and you're not actually setting them in your memory like they need to happen. So here's an interesting thing he was talking about. Microsleep, which is defined as complete blindness to the outside world for a few seconds, makes drowsy driving more dangerous than drug and alcohol-induced uh, driving combined. And those, he was talking about how you don't even notice when that happens, these microsleeps. So I wrote, how many of you are wondering right now about that dangerous driving, have you personally fallen into some of these micro uh, sleeps? You don't even probably realize it. And he goes on to talk about some things about how kids are developed developmentally when they don't get enough sleep. I won't go into all of that. But, well, but let's um, hover there for a second. Yeah. Hover there for a second. Okay. So they've act there's sure. actually been school systems that have uh, tested the sleep theories and the new research that's coming out about sleep. And I thought one of the things that I read was particularly interesting that when you allow kids, so why do kids go to school when they go to school? They go to school when they go to school because their parents have to be at work at a certain time. And if you go back further in history, it has probably a lot tied to you know, the agricultural needs of the kids on the farms and they, they had to be out of school so they could help on the farm and who knows. But the fact is we've stuck, we're stuck in this paradigm of kids having to be at school by eight o'clock, getting up at six. Uh, and they're not getting a full night's sleep. Well, there's been some school systems, you guys might be in one, where they pushed the at-school time back by an hour, maybe two hours. And what was staggering was the SAT scores in high school increase, IQ tests increase, the amount of kids that got into car accidents. Right, it was amazing, double digits. And the number of kids that got into car accidents in high school, obviously, decreased dramatically just because they had more sleep. Um, so, I mean, there's obvious beneficial, just across the board benefits that to getting at least eight hours of sleep. Julie? That's right, and, and the school stuff was really fascinating. You know, he lists things like um, things that, are, that work against you, having constant electric light, having the same temperature, trying to fall asleep at the same temperature that you keep your house at normally works against you. He, he does a big section on needing to drop your brain's temperature by two to three degrees. It doesn't seem like a ton, but your brain actually requires that in order for you to actually fall asleep and to fall asleep at a deeper level, which is more beneficial. So maybe just turning down the AC by three degrees is a huge difference in the quality of sleep and how fast you get there. Caffeine intake, so Julie, alcohol, alarm right, clocks, Julie, things like that. Right. So yep. let's, let's just get to our specific notes so we can give you guys get some yeah. practical, tactical things. I do want to say this. Let me see if Julie has this in her notes. Okay, she does. It's point number four. Okay, so um, yeah, I mean, that's, this is a summary of it. And it. This is hopefully a stepping off point for many of you guys to do your own research. Um, within the space of a mere hundred years, human being, and this, this is a quote, this is kind of fascinating. Actually, Julie, why don't you read this? You wrote it, so it'll yeah, be easier sure. for you to write it. <laughs> read it. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Within um, the so 
yeah, I got it. Within the space of a mere hundred years, human beings have abandoned their biologically mandated need for adequate sleep, one that evolution spent 3.4 million years perfecting in service of life support functions. As a result, the decimation of sleep throughout the industrialized nations is having a catastrophic impact on our health, life expectancy, safety, productivity, and the education of our children. This silent sleep loss uh, sorry, epidemic is the greatest public health challenge we face in the 21st century in developed nations. If we wish to avoid the suffocating noose of sleep neglect, the premature death that it inflicts, and the sickening health it invites, a radical shift in our personal, cultural, professional, and societal appreciation of sleep has to occur. He wrote, I believe it's time for us to reclaim our right to a full night of sleep without embarrassment or the damaging stigma of laziness. That's what I was driving at earlier, thinking about agents who think that it's how they're supposed to act, right? So in doing so, we can be reunited with the most powerful elixir of wellness and vitality dispensed through every conceivable biological pathway. Then we may remember what it feels like to truly be awake during the day, infused with the very deepest plenitude of being. So I turned some of his rules into a checklist for you guys to work on. So point number one, stick to an actual sleep schedule. Go to bed and wake up the same time each day. Now, this should not be an aha moment for those of you who have read Harris Rules and the Real Estate Treasure Map. This is part of creating your ideal schedule. We always talk about sticking to a wake time and a quitting time, but make it consistent, and he agrees with that. Point number two, exercise is great, but not too late in the day, not later than three hours before bedtime. That just makes sense. Point number three, avoid caffeine and nicotine, especially before bed. And point number four, avoid alcoholic drinks before bed. Why? Because it erodes your REM sleep, and that's the sleep that basically refills your mental cup. That's what makes you frosty the following day so you can be actually awake. Hover there. Five, avoid large. No, no. So, no. Okay. So here's the problem. Here's the problem that societally what a lot of us um, believe is true. We have alcohol thinking that it's going to relax us, which is going to cause us to sleep better. And I thought this, when I read this, what I'm about to share with you guys, I thought it was really fascinating. It actually is the exact opposite effect. What alcohol does and a lot of the things that we use to try to basically make us sleep better, sleep quicker, it actually prevents us from getting REM sleep. So it prevents us from actually reaching the true level of sleep that we need to in, in order to have any of the true benefits of it. Alcohol specifically is one of the worst things you can have uh, if you're trying to actually uh, fall asleep quicker. And it's incredible, isn't it? Because it's the exact opposite of what a lot of us think is true. So here's um, alcohol in particular. When you have alcohol, what happens is your body is spending all of its energy trying to basically digest that alcohol. Your liver and everything else is trying to work on trying to digest that alcohol. And that's biologically why, one of the reasons why, you never go into REM sleep because your body's busy doing something else. It's focused on, you know, essentially getting rid of this thing that it really doesn't want in it, it which is the alcohol. And until it makes it into urine, you're not going to actually ever go into sleep until it actually works all the metab metabolizing of all the alcohol out of your system, it doesn't, you will not reach REM sleep. So those of you think about this. Now, this is what I'm getting to here. Some of you guys who drink before you go to bed, and I have coaching clients in particular that I'm thinking about, who have one or two glasses of wine, what happens is, and you'll have real vivid dreams right before you wake up. So those of you who've experienced what I'm talking about, you have real vivid dreams right before you wake up. The reason is, and you're, you're one of these people that has alcohol at night to relax you. The reason is, is because you didn't have any dreams until about when you woke up. 
So literally your body was busy trying to get rid of that alcohol all night, six or seven hours. And then right before you wake up, then you have a dream. And that's what actually you remember as being a vivid dream. So then you think that the alcohol caused you to sleep better. But the truth is you slept far worse. You never went into REM sleep. So these are the types of things that when they study these things, actually scientific studies, none of this you know, pseudoscience stuff, they find that when you don't drink or you drink like a half a glass of your normal, you know, two glasses or whatever you have at night of wine, what and will happen early. is you actually, right, and earlier, and mixed with water, what you'll actually find is that you will sleep in REM all through the night. And again, this is scientific proof that you'll go into REM faster, you'll stay in REM, REM longer, and as a result of that, you'll actually have much better benefits from your sleep. And here's the other, Julie, don't, I don't think you have this in your notes, but one of these things that's kind of scary about sleep is that it's accumulative. So if you have a long accumulation of not having actual sleep and REM sleep, your body will force you to sleep. And that's what Julie was referring to earlier when people basically have these little episodes of falling asleep at the wheel. Sleep, sleep driving or falling asleep at the wheel causes more de uh, deaths than even any other kind of um, you know, alcohol-related car accidents, drug-related car accidents. People falling asleep it, it, with, during these micro-sleeps that you cannot control. Your body just says, screw you, we're taking a break. It doesn't care if you're talking to somebody, if you're driving. Your body just really quick falls asleep because it needs that REM sleep. It does it during the day when you're awake. It's scary shit we're talking about here, right, guys? But the bottom line is, is if you're not getting enough REM sleep, your body needs a certain amount. And this is all breaking edge scientific. So what we're sharing with you here, again, we're not scientists, as you guys know. So forgive our lack of correct scientific parlance. But take this stuff seriously. And here's the cool thing. We've been... Um, since Julie and I really started researching this, we changed our own sleep patterns, our own sleep habits. We took it a lot more seriously than we had. And Julie's going to get to the next point. And we've also had some of our best coaching clients do the same. And it's shocking how much better after usually two or three nights you feel. You don't need as much caffeine. You certainly don't want any alcohol. You start feeling more energetic and lucid during the time than you're supposed to be during right. the day. You're much more effective, much more awake and alive. All right, next point, Julie, point number five. Yes, avoid large meals and beverages late at night. That just makes sense from a metabolism standpoint and, of course, trying to avoid having to go to the bathroom let's, in the middle of the night. Let's get them drilled down on that. Julie, let's get them yeah. drilled down on that. So, guys, here's the rule with that. Write this in your notes. You should be doing – I'm the word is fasting, but what you should do is not eat outside of a 12-hour window. So if your first meal on a meal is a cup of coffee is at 8 a.m., do not eat anything or drink anything except water after 8 p.m. And when you keep yourself to a 12-hour fast like that, and nine-hour fast is actually uh, ideal, when you do that, again, this aids and this is what your body wants. It, that's how it wants you to consume. It wants to have, not have a bunch of food to digest at night. So if you're eating outside of a 12-hour window, what you're going to start doing is your body actually makes fat while you're sleeping. Oh, that's fun. Whereas if you stay within a 12-hour window, your body actually uh, it makes lean muscle. Research all this yourself. We're going to have a lot of detail about this in our new book. But the moral of the story is this is very simple stuff you guys can understand and follow, right? I mean, this is practical and tactical. Next point, Julie? It is, but the accumulation of all of it makes a huge difference. So point number six, avoid medicines that delay or disrupt your sleep. That just makes sense. So pay attention to all of those little warnings on whatever you're taking. Point number seven, don't take naps after 3 p.m which assumes that naps are good. Actually, he makes a big point that naps are okay, and there are other cultures beside ours that that's a normal thing. I know that some of the, like the Google campus and some of the places uh, out west, 
do condone that. They have nap pods and stuff like that, So, but not after 3 p.m. Point number eight, relax before bed, such as reading or listening to music. Take yourself down into that more calm, relaxing state. Point number nine, and I know this works from when Zoe was having a hard time sleeping is when I started to take sleep more seriously. Take a hot bath before bed. Why? Because it's easier to drop your body temperature than necessary two to three degrees. That's one of the keys to getting babies to sleep. And we've got some coaching clients that are dealing with this with newborns, right? Well, stop that's there. Doctors okay, so that's tell you to bathe them and then cool their temperature off. Go ahead. That's counterintuitive. So you take a hot bath, get in a hot tub. Why is it that your body temperature would drop? Because what happens is when you get out, your body's fighting to basically make itself cooler again. And the ideal body temperature to, uh, while you're asleep is two to three degrees uh, cooler than what your normal body temperature is. So that's, again, this is all leading edge stuff, stuff guys, but we're doing it as basically. simple as, it's a hack, right? We're doing it as simple as we can so you guys can put these things into use right away. Point number 10, dark bedroom, cool bedroom, gadget-free bedroom, anything that might distract your sleep. So you definitely want to have your the ideal room temperatures in the high 60s. You want to have the room as dark as possible. If it's not possible that, to have a super dark room, do consider um, eye covers. Uh, so another thing is, is and let me see if Julie's got this on her point. No, I'll add this one. Do not, oh, she said gadget free. So do not look at any sort of iPhones or iPads before you go to sleep because what happens is the light from those digital devices actually keeps your brain awake because the light is essentially, your brain thinks it's daylight. And so your brain's going to be confused. You're wanting to go to sleep, but here it is that it's experiencing all this light through your eyeballs and thinking it's daylight. So that's bad news if you're trying to uh, fall asleep. Point number 11, have the right sunlight exposure, wake up with the sun or bright light. So again, just the exact opposite. When it's, trying to, when it's time to be awake, be really awake. Some of you get up when it's still dark, so it's not gonna be as easy. So just use lights. You can get bulbs that have, um, you guys probably know this, right? Go to Home Depot or just go to Amazon, look for light bulbs that produce the same uh, type of light that the sun does. Point number 12, don't lie in bed awake, get up if you can't sleep. And that's kind of interesting. But if you're in bed and your brain is still working overdrive and trying to solve, you know, what we used to call the real estate night sweats, where you have all these unresolved things that are bouncing around in your head, it's normal as an entrepreneur to feel that way. Do yourself a favor and get up and maybe, you know, have a little walk around your house. Don't get yeah, and write all the things down if you need to. If you're feeling sleepless, it, you know, if you go, if point number 12 is something that's plaguing you where you wake up in the middle of the night and your brain is full of stuff, that goes back to uh, essentially uh, some other, I mean, a, Julie just said, a, a brain dump and other things you guys can be doing to clear your head. That way, when you start having those anxiety-filled nights, you'll remind yourself, hey, I already got this solved. I already have a list. I already have action plans on how to get all these things uh, resolved. I know what I'm doing. I'm following a plan. I'm staying focused. So those are the types of things. Those are the 12 sleep hacks, if you want to call it that, things that you need to take very seriously. I guess what really shocked me the most, the reason Julie and I decided we wanted this in our book is because the whole sleep thing is one of the last frontiers that a lot of people have not taken as seriously as they should. I mean, people, there's so much that's written about exercise and nutrition and all these other types of things, but nothing's written or no one really takes things that are written about sleep seriously. So there must be some sort of dis, you know, disconnect between the way people think, at least in our country, and the way that actually we should be thinking with regards to sleep. Any other points you want to make on this, Julie? I think we actually adequately covered this in 30 minutes. Yeah, well, what are they going to do about it? What's the cost of not changing? So, again, this wasn't just, hey, you need to get more sleep. This was scientifically proven that by not getting enough sleep, 
you know, one of the things he, he talks about is this whole, you know, bragging about I don't get enough sleep, where a lot of people will say, I'm going to be dead a long time, I want to live life. I mean, it sounds like a reasonable argument, but he said the shorter you sleep, the shorter your life. That's been proven. The leading causes of disease and death in developed nations, you know, it's heart disease, obesity, dementia. It's all been recognized as linked to lack of sleep. So quite literally, the less you sleep and the worse you sleep, you actually are shortening your life. It's the opposite of what you claim. You claim you're living more life by getting less sleep. In fact, you're doing the opposite, and you're hurting yourself. So ultimately, it's a lifestyle choice, and you've got to follow the, the 12 hacks that we gave you. None of these are difficult. None of them cost you any money. Go ahead. He gave a really good example in one of the things I listened to him talking, where he's talking about Margaret Thatcher and um, Ronald Reagan. So they they were in the day in their era, right? They talked all the time. They were friends. They sort of had similar political theories. In any event, set all that aside. One of the things they both had in common was they're essentially prideful in the fact that they didn't get a lot of sleep. And Ronald Reagan and Margaret Thatcher also shared something else. They both basically suffered from dementia, which led to their uh, their deaths. So they essentially had what was a, what modern scientists now acknowledge as being one of the outcomes from not getting enough sleep. So another thing he talks about, again, fascinating, is that a lot of people will say, well, I only need four hours and I feel great. That's kind of bullshit. There's been lots and lots of research that's shown that everybody needs at least eight hours of sleep. And the number of people that need less than that is so microscopic that the probability of you being one of these people is about zero. So just try it and really set your ego aside. Julie touched about touched on that a second ago, and it's so true. If you you think you'll be able to get more done when you sleep less, but the reality is probably the exact opposite because the waking time that you have, you'll be more lucid and more effective and have more essentially immediate actions, and you'll be very clear in, on what to say and what to do to get things done. So experiment with this. And if you're one of the you know, tens of thousands of millennials that are listening to us, younger people, I would strongly suggest you develop these positive sleep habits now. People in our generation, uh, you know, Julie and our generation X, and you know, then of course baby boomers, they were definitely raised on a steady diet of misinformation about sleep. I strongly encourage you to take this leading edge research and use it to your advantage because by the time you're our age and older, you're gonna have, you will have accumulated a lifetime of great sleep. Whereas, you know, had you not listened to this and had you not taken action on this, the exact opposite will be true. So again, here's the bottom line. Sleep like virtually everything else. It's like saving money, right? It's like improving your skills. It's like working out. It's accumulative. So if you don't get enough sleep and you have a life cycle or a, a, your lifestyle is essentially reinforcing lack of sleep, you actually do permanent damage that's irreversible to your brain. How about that? How about that for scary shit? So do something about it now. And, and if you're, you know, if you're middle aged and older, you could still make up for some of it, but you can't ever reverse the damage that was always do, already done. Just a fact, Jack. So do something about it now. Um, more on this in our um, upcoming book. If you guys like this topic, let us know. Please take action on this. Please, please actually do something with this information. We gave it to you in a, a very bite-sized, you know, amount of information in a very short period of time. And hopefully this is enough to motivate you to at least seriously consider researching this yourself or skip the research part and just write, get straight to taking those 12 tips and applying them to your life. If you guys need us for anything, it's Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. But if there's anything we can ever do for you, please feel free to reach out. 
If you want to be part of a class one to be a Harris certified coach, if you want to be a real estate coach, just go to harriscertifiedcoach.com or just email me direct, Tim at timandjulieharris.com. You guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.